0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Illuminating the Stories that Bind Us. In this series, psychotherapist Jennifer H. Carey interviews and helps applicants illuminate a story that is binding them. Applicants can choose to write in a letter or be a participant on the podcast and be interviewed. Both anonymous and both give you the opportunity to voice a limiting story and watch it begin to dissolve. We can all heal, learn, and grow From listening to how the beliefs and stories we create can consciously and subconsciously run our lives, binding us and holding us back. This season, Jen collaborates with singer-songwriter, Shannon Ward, who is also co-founder of Fiercely Peaceful and Love Inside Out Now. Shannon is on a mission to help people remember who they are, and she has carried that mission with her as an artist, playwright, healer and co-facilitator of retreats. She's worked on the WOW stage with Jen and with Mick and Tess Pulver from Breakthrough Performance. At the end of each podcast, Shannon and Jen will prescribe a song for the participant to help them transform beyond the limiting story they are telling themselves. Together, let's listen and shine light so we can break through and step forward into our unlimited potential.
1: Hello everyone, welcome back to Illuminating the Stories that Bind Us and welcome to episode number eight of season two. We have a guest today who has been told, been told by doctors, so talking trusted experts that he will never be able to do normal things. And he had been told in his lifetime that he was not creative. Well, thankfully, this guest did not allow that to define him. And I am in absolute awe how he not only makes sure his own mindset is positive, but he also makes sure the stories that were projected onto him by these trusted experts, by doctors, they do not become his own. It's no surprise that he is now a human transformation coach, and I'm delighted and honored to have JP Horgan as a guest on Illuminating the Stories That Bind Us. I truly believe that his story is going to inspire our listeners that they can overcome any limiting and binding story. So JP, I thank you so much for being on Illuminating Stories That Bind Us, and I am really excited to to listen to your story, to have you share it with our audience and how you overcame a victim mindset and now you have a growth mindset. Ever since you said that, that's been in my mind, like victim to growth, victim to growth. And even when I've noticed my mindset like a victim owner, I'm like, victim to growth like JP. So (laughs) I can't wait till you share that. And I just want to say before you do that... Remember this, he was told he couldn't do quote unquote normal things. And you're going to hear in his story that he went from a mobility scooter to now running marathons. So you're definitely going to want to listen to this. He also went from maybe you're not so creative to working on his second book and creating his own incredible business that I've just been really 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 excited to witness so i'm gonna have you take it away jp in any way that you wish to do so because your story is just wonderful and you are wonderful just as is so bring it
2: (laughs) yeah thank you um first of all yeah thank you for this and thank you for this space i really am grateful i think a good place to start is with uh, albert einstein quote and he said The most important decision we make is whether we believe that we live in a friendly or a hostile universe. And there's two reasons I like that quote, because he says that it's a decision. You get to make the choice and it's a belief. What do you believe? And so you'll learn from me that two of my big philosophies on life are your story is your superpower and what we focus on expands. Mm -hmm. And when we talk about the latter one, what we focus on expands, it goes right back to the Einstein quote. Do you believe you live in a friendly or a hostile universe? And as you touched on the growth mindset and victim mindset, these are that's the difference. It's either yeah. you believe because it's happening anyway. And looking at it from this side, from where I am now, it's like nothing changed. I changed on the inside and then my whole world changed outside. And so it's kind of like a mirror
1: yeah wow oh my goodness and it's it was a change that happened inside out because if you let the outside define you then you would have stayed in a victim mindset right
2: yeah I didn't even know that what a growth mindset was I kind of just went through most of my life thinking this is it, and This is what you do. I thought everyone kind of did the same thing. Like you go to work, you come home and whatever your job is, that's it. And you don't get to create your future. You just kind of wake up and repeat the same day over again. Yeah. Um, And it, it was it wasn't until I was just really, really in the depths of depression. And I kind of was like, I need to change something. And that's it. That's the decision. And so the year that I turned 40, my son was turning five. And I said, you know what? I'm not, I'm not helping this kid. I'm sitting around. I was taking 33 pills a day because I gave my power to the doctors. I was in a mobility scooter and I was not really serving anybody. And I thought, Hey, my son deserves much better than this. I can't do this for the rest of his life. And so just that decision in an instant changed everything. And if I can give you another quote, it's from an explorer named W.H. Murray, and he says, until one is committed, there is hesitancy, hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth, the ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans. That the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issued from the decision raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents, meeting and material assistance, which no man could have dreamed would have come his way. And it's all from a decision.
1: Wow. All from a decision. So can we rewind a bit? Because I almost want to, you know how like you can like slow down a video into like slow motion you know <laughs> i always wanna like rewind and like slow down the story in slow motion because it is so incredible and slow down that decision into slow motion because i know when you told me um which i've been fortunate to hear the story more than once and like i can picture it i can picture father's day but i'm even wondering let's rewind let's rewind and so here you are. If you could just say one glimpse of when your health was a certain way and you were you were you were making the choice to listen and follow what the doctors had said. I just kind of want to slow slow it down so that then we we can like be
2: in that shift. Yeah, so. I guess I was going to the doctors they're trying and this I was in palliative care at the age 30 and I would go see this chronic pain doctor and he was always like so nice and he was as heartbroken as I was that he couldn't help me and so they were trying all these different medicines and pills and I guess each certain medication you can only take a certain limit so he would go to a limit on one and then another and then you need this pill to cancel out the feeling from this pill and just a whole mess and and we're starting to see it I think that it's not the only thing there's other alternatives and I didn't know that and at the time like I said I was just kind of sitting around not being able to do much not helping anybody around me not serving anybody And totally focusing on my own pain and my own suffering and I ended up suffering more because of that and so once I made the decision to to kind of slow down and change it everything changed but that doctor we would just talk right friendly I was seeing him once a week and once the decision came to slowly weaned out off the pills. Cause I, it got to a point where it was like, Hey, wait a minute. Why am I even taking all these pills? If it's not helping me, like it's not helping at all. So we made a decision together to wean down. And at the time for probably the previous four or five years of just being in that mobility scooter, that pain, I would read lots of fiction books and that was my escape. And he's like, do you ever read nonfiction? And I was like, what, what, what is nonfiction? (laughs) (laughs) And so then I did start reading it. And then one thing I learned from the marathon, I'm sure we'll talk about, but is knowledge is power. And so starting to learn all these different ideas, modalities, just listening to inspirational teachers and leaders and mentors. I think Joe Dispenza was a good one. He said something, um, your personality creates your personal reality. And I said, is that true? And I was like, yeah, I'm kind of miserable. And that's what's going out. And that's what I'm seeing everywhere else. And so my personality becomes my personal reality everywhere I look. And so, yeah, like I said, once I started focusing on first my son, but then now it's gone, it's exploded in many different directions. But once you focus on other people, because what we focus on expands, you don't have time to think about your own pain or your own suffering because you're trying to help other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that, like, um, I think you wrote, I have it right here, focus on other people and your life will shift. Um, yeah, so this, the, so Joe Dispenza was one of the people, one of the nonfiction books, so um, that you were drawn to. And I know I know that there was like a bit of an aha moment. Please correct me if I'm wrong JP, there was a bit of an aha moment where you I think you said something like was it a father's day gift that the mobility scooter was like you you and you had a tumor right that was the diagnosis right? You had a tumor on your spine that's what was essentially causing the chronic pain was that it?
2: Yeah. I think it's, it's still there. Maybe I don't even know, but so. <laughs> Which is yeah.
1: awesome. Like, can we just like, you don't even right. know, you don't even know you've created a whole other reality. That's also your physical. <gasps>
2: Amazing. Yeah. I kind of stopped doing the MRI thing because it's like, what's the point? You tell me it's there. So once, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one, once a personality Once I change that, then everything changed. And so the the disease or the dis-ease, I'm sure it still exists in the old personality, but that's gone. And even the story, like that used to be my story that I would tell people. I have a tumor, I have back pain. I couldn't breathe, laugh, cough, or sneeze without pain. But even that story, it's gone. Like I I don't really talk about that story anymore because it's not really serving me any longer. And the new story is so much more powerful.
1: We we have to like stop for just a second because I don't even think people will believe that. I don't even think people will believe it. But like I am I am looking at him. I do know him. He's very honest. And he he literally runs marathons now. And he he dropped that story when he he's it like something clicked and that combined with with these nonfiction books and the inspiration from Joe Dispenza. And I know you said the book Atomic Habits and Mind Valley has been a huge, you know, teacher in your story. And then now the story just doesn't even exist anymore. You dropped it, you yeah. shed it, you shed that story. And again, yeah, it was. It was like a victim part, right? It was a victim. I always like to combine parts work with the stories now. And so it was like a victim part that was just felt in pain. And that's not, right? We don't judge anyone that has that. But what we do want to do is inspire people that there is a choice. There is a decision, right? And you're living proof. You're living proof.
2: Yeah. I think once you... Once you realize that you have the power and not giving it away, like I was literally just giving it away to the doctor because I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, so he must know everything. Right. Yeah. And not realizing that, like. Maybe there's an alternative. And that was one thing I always had in the back of my mind. I was like, there has to be an answer out there. Right. Like, it can't just be like this forever And there. So I never gave up hope or anything like that. And like I even I went around different places to find help and try different mod I tried everything. That's another thing I said. I would try anything. So I've probably tried every modality you could think of in maybe Eastern and Western medicine. But uh yeah, like there was a bunch of decisions that happened the same time when I and that's the the Murray quote is so so big, is because once you make that decision. Things started happening, and it's easy to look back now and see oh, I was doing that and that and that, but just as simple as trading in my pills for vitamins. Like, Mm. so if I'm taking 33 pills a day throughout the day, four times, that means four times every day, I'm telling myself, I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm (gasps) sick, I'm sick. Oh, I just got goosebumps. Yeah. And now you take vitamins every day and it's saying, okay, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. And so because of neuroplasticity and the ability to rewire your own brain, that's what we've done.
1: Yeah, that's the new story. The new story is you're healthy. Yeah. Yeah. And you can move and you can do normal things. And you can do creative things. You can right. do creative things like create a coaching business, create books, right?
2: Yeah, so in July 1st, I published my first book this year.
1: Yes, and I was very excited about that because it's my birthday and Canada Day. You tell us a little bit more about that book and what you hope happens, you know, speaking of being in service, like what do you hope, how do you hope that book
2: serves? 100%. So the book, it started out as a blog, maybe somewhere in the middle of COVID, maybe the first summer of that and I I wanted to practice I always kind of wrote wrote throughout my life but I wanted to practice like a spiritual sense of writing and so I thought what better way than to create a series called 12 steps to a spiritual awakening and these were based on kind of what happened to me so a couple things would happen I would start wiring my brain to do that I plan to do it over a 12-week period, and I would write one article a day or a week, and then after three months, I have 12 articles. Wow. Once that finished, I didn't want to stop, so I started another series called Alphabet Soup for the Soul, A is for Abundance, B is for Benevolence, and that forced me to write 26 more articles, and then I kept going after that, and I ended up with four different series. And they're just sitting there and I said, hey, why don't I just put this into a book? And so I put it into a book and yeah, it's really great. I think that the most helpful part will be the spiritual awakening, the 12 steps, because it's not someone else's idea. These are things that actually happen to me. And I know for sure, just from conversations with many, many people that the same steps are happening to other people. Mm -hmm. And so wherever you are on this spiritual path it can definitely resonate and for me there is something spiritual i can't do it any other way but
1: mm-hmm. um yeah oh i love that jp and i can i can see how your coaching you know brings brings the the empowering story brings the spirituality and the the strength and the wisdom that you get from that plus this commitment, plus this commitment. So it's like the choice or the decision from victim to growth, this spiritual um, journey, awakening wisdom. And then you you do have this like um, superpower or gift to help make, simplify things and make them easier to become a habit or a structure, or a commitment, like you said.
2: Yeah, for sure. So even in that 12 steps to a spiritual awakening, I got a tool out of it that I um, share with my coaching clients. You can get them all for free on my website. I'll share with you later, but it's called the N90 Protocol. And what it is, is the N is next. So next 90. So it asks you to write down four things that you want in the next three months with your life. It could be any area of your life, emotional, physical, psychological, whatever you want. And then you rank them in order. What's the most important, second, third, fourth? Then you throw away the other three and we just focus on the one thing for 90 days. And so, yeah. And then what happens is by the end of a year, you get that whole list. So the first thing you do on your list, let's say it's exercise. You do that for three months. Then maybe you put in meditation for the second three months, but you keep exercise. So now after six months, you've been exercising for six months and so on and so forth. And this tool, it's just kind of like my philosophy. One of my philosophies, it's like 90 days is the perfect window to figure out if you want to continue doing something or if it's not helping 20 days. People say 21 days to make a habit, maybe, but it's also not that long, right? You Mm want to have a three month window allows you. And if it's not for you, whatever you're pursuing it, it's not a lot of time that you're wasting too much time. So the N90 protocol is one. My five is another one that I use. And that's basically you spend 12 minutes a day with some kind of mentor, artist. It could. It doesn't even have to be a person. It could be baking or learning how to cook. But you spend 12 minutes a day with five different things. And that takes up one hour. And then same thing. After three months, you're going to figure out if you like it or not.
1: Ah. I love it. See, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. You have, you have this ability to like break it down so that it feels like it's possible and it's manageable. And then you swirl that with like your inspiration of your own personal story. Like you said, your story is your superpower. Um, and it's just magic. It's wonderful.
2: Yeah. Alina line I always say is go low, go slow. And it's as simple as like if you wanna exercise, right? Or like we're talking about marathons, like that's a difficult task to do, like it's not for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to run, you can't. Is it Lao Tzu? He says a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And so yeah. it's go low, go slow. And if you wanna run, hey, you could probably run for one minute. Anybody maybe could do that, right? And mm-hmm. then if you added a minute tomorrow and another minute the next day, after a week, you'd be running for a mile. And then these things stack on top of each other. And then the consistency of small steps done daily over time is exponential. Not just for running. For
1: yeah, anything. for anything. Wow, there's so much. You have so much to offer, JP. So much. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into that. But before I do, is there is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners today? Is there anything you want to
2: add? Yeah. So my job as a coach is kind of to hold someone's vision for them. We create your future. What do you want? It doesn't matter what happened to you in the past. Start where you are. Arthur Ashe said it, right? Start where you are. Do what you can. Use what you have. And we can create it. So my job is to hold that vision until the client can step into it. And you might not believe you can do it, just like the marathon. I didn't believe I could do it the first day, but I believe I could work towards it. And so that's what I'm trying to do as a coach. And it reminds me of a quote by Henry David Thoreau. It says, I've learned this by my experiment, that if one advances confidently in the direction of his dreams and endeavors to live the life which he has imagined... You will meet with the success unexpected in common hours.
1: Mm, I love it. I love it. I, I have this. <laughs> so you help people live the life that they've imagined. You help people live the life that they have a vision for. You hold the vision. And then like I said earlier, you help them break it down and just take that small step towards their dreams.
2: Yeah, 100%. If you think of uh, writing a book, right? It's an overwhelming task, but you can't do it by just writing the whole book in a minute. you got to write chapter, yeah. paragraphs, sentence, words. So yeah, that's what we do. And go low, go slow, I think is the best way to do that. Go low, go slow.
1: Anything else before I break down how people can get to your gifts?
2: Yeah, so when we're talking about And resilience and grit and endurance, it's just, it's a commitment to the future. It's not going to happen one day in one day. Yeah. And there's a guy named Alex Hutchinson has an awesome quote. I know I'm with the quotes, but it says (laughs) endurance. Yeah. Endurance is the struggle to continue against a mounting desire to stop. And I was like, whoa. All right. Say it again. Say
1: it again.
2: Endurance is the struggle to continue against a mounting desire to stop.
1: Wow. So like overcoming that resistance, overcoming that resistance, that inertia that may be be coming at you, the doubt.
2: That is coming at you. It comes at everybody. Yeah. Sometimes we see like these speakers on stage or these motivational and inspirational people and we think that they don't have any challenges. Oh, they do got you know. more challenges probably, right? The more busy you are. Like I think of a guy like Tony Robbins and he said he has 113 companies and doing $7 billion in revenue. That guy's probably got a lot more problems than I do. Probably has
1: pressure, right? And responsibility, right? That's big. Good point. Good point. All oh, amazing stuff. So JP, you have your podcast, you have your coaching, you have your, I'm just going to say books because we'll hold the vision of the next one coming very soon. You have your blog, right? Are you still doing your blog? Is that part of
2: kind of, like, mm-hmm? Yeah. Kind, kind of, of slowed off. I know. Day,
1: it's ebbs and flows, right? We're all, we're just trying to, we're trying to figure it out. Um right. So what is the best way for people to access all of that?
2: Yeah, I guess the next is my website. Um, and then on Instagram at the phase four podcast or at next steps academy.
1: All right. Okay. So next steps And then you have your phase four podcast where people can continue to be inspired by you and the amazing people you have on your podcast, which is great.
2: Yeah. I have one other thing I'd like to share, if that's okay. Yes, of course. Yeah, it's just a framework I use and it's like how we're going to get to whatever you want. So first we play Magic Wand. What do you want to contribute? What do you want to experience? What do you want to feel? And then how do we get it is... It's called the bias framework. And so B-I-A-S. So belief, intention, action, surrender. And so belief is your heart. You have to believe in your heart that you're going to be able to do the thing you want. Intention is your mind. What do you want to create? What does it look like? What what can you do with that? Action is after this manifestation process, you have to get up and actually do something. That's the action. So that's a body. And then, like I said, there's something spiritual for me. I can't do it any other way. That's the surrender aspect.
1: Yeah, it's so true. And I can live that in like one day. <laughs> you know, I can feel something on my heart and then do it. And so then I set an intention to do it and then I take action and then I got to just let go and just see what happens. Then the uncertainty,
2: right? The uncertainty. Yeah, that's the hardest part, right? The surrender. yes. And it's not because it's, it's not because like we often go back to the way we work just because it's, we think it's like, that's, oh, that's it. That's me. But it's not. It's just, that's familiar. Right. And yeah. the uncertainty is unfamiliar. So it creates fear. And that is creates... exactly
1: right. That's exactly right. And that's often the reason people want to hold on to their old story, right? Because it's familiar and it's way too uncertain. It's way too uncertain. Like it took courage for you to, you didn't know what would happen. You knew what was happening when you took the pills or you knew what was happening with the this, you know, the various diagnoses and, you know, but you didn't know what was going to happen when you started to let go of that and surrender.
2: Not at all, but it is more magical than I could have ever guessed.
1: If, if everyone
2: can listen to that yeah I think it, it's safe right it's just safe to stay and not change and it's almost like one day when I retire I'll do this and yeah. then it's like it's really easy to take a dream and just stick it into the future because it's a safe spot you don't have to go there right yeah instead of actually working towards your dream even if Hey like let's talk about the book if you can only write one paragraph a day or for 5 minutes a day that's okay eventually it will get done you know what in 3 years from now it will be 3 years from now anyway
1: yeah exactly exactly and you know i i kind of was sh- i i was shocked a little bit jp in this process of um helping illuminate the stories that bind us right i was shocked at how many like no matter what we say like you break through the story and you can live the life that you've always dreamed of you know, like, you know and how people will still be like Ugh. do you have any words of wisdom or any anything that for the people that you know even before the decision to take action are afraid of just the decision to start changing the story.
2: Yeah. So I can believe in you, but you have to believe in yourself. And this might be difficult, but nobody's coming to save you. But you can save yourself. Mm. And one thing I notice is once you start making those decisions, once you start asking for help, things come people come and help you and there's people there that you didn't think were there and all these sorts of things when we talk about fear often it's um you see an acronym forget everything and run (laughs) yes yes and my message my message would be to flip that acronym to face everything and rise oh yeah there's something that happens once you make that decision and it, it aligns with all the quotes i've been saying today but once you make that decision, Paulo Coelho in the book, The Alchemist, he has a beautiful one. He says, when you want to think bad enough, the universe conspires to make it happen.
1: Yes, so true. It's so true, JP. And so you're saying, realize no one's going to, no one's going to be able to save you. You have to save yourself. So believe in yourself. Believe in your worthiness to to change and to be saved, set that intention, ask for help and watch how everything will conspire to help bring you to the new, the new story. Yeah. It's, Mic drop.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what The biggest thing I could probably say would be to, to just read, right? So... Information. If you don't know, you just don't know. Just the idea. Like the more I learn, the less I know. <laughs> and mm. it's it's so important because, yeah, just knowledge is power.
1: It is. It is. I know. I talk a lot about bibliotherapy too, which is you know using books to to help heal, learn, and grow. And I'm a firm believer. That's definitely you know it has proven to be. Turning points for me, healers for me. Um, so I share that too. Well, I'm so grateful for this time with you, JP. And I just want to like blast this story everywhere. And I can't wait. I really hope that listeners let us know you know what touches them, what inspires them. And I highly encourage those that that are ready to make this commitment to contact you in some way or another um, and use the amazing knowledge and resources that you have. So thank you for being here and sharing your story.
2: Thank you, Jen. I'm so grateful. And what you're doing is amazing. So thank you very much.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all, you listeners, for being a part of this. And please share this. This is, again, like I just want everyone to hear JP's story and just be inspired by all of his amazing
0: superpowers. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Bye. You can follow Jen at Jennifer H. Carey on Instagram and on Facebook at Jennifer H. Carey Counseling. If you'd like to be a participant on Illuminating the Stories that Bind Us, please fill out the form on jenniferhcarry.com. Jennifer would like to thank every single person that makes this possible, including all of the listeners. Because of you listening and sharing these stories, we may illuminate them and unbind the participants stuck in them. And to the participants, your courage and bravery makes this possible. Thank you. A million thank yous to Cassie Brooks-Bowling and her team in making this mission come alive and keep it breathing.